Welcome back, everybody, to the episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. This is episode number 124, dedicated to a man who on August 17th, 1963, became the first New York Met to hit for the cycle, Mr. Jim Hickman. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading to the episode of the podcast On today's episode, we talk a little bit about what is going on right now in college football. The NBA playoffs start tonight, and basketball fans everywhere are rejoicing. And there is a sport that I have been watching that has my eyeballs glued to my television screen every time it is on. But first, the podcast is on YouTube. Yes, your boy spent some time uploading previous interviews. Every previous interview guest that has been on this podcast is now on interview. A lot of them are just audio. There's quite a bit. There's quite a bit that are video portions. Thank you. Thank God for Zoom and thanks recording when you're in two separate places so easily and the audio sounds oh so good. So yes, go check that out. Go to YouTube, search in the Jay Stevens podcast, hit the subscribe button. You will not miss a thing. Every time a new episode is uploaded to YouTube, you will get alerted on your phone, on your tablet, or your computer, whatever device you use, and then be sure to watch that, tell your friends about it as the podcast continues to grow. On November 18th, 2018, Alex Smith suffered an injury that had so many football fans, sports fans, and people in his family wondering if he would ever play football again. Well, guys, the wait is over. He has a chance to play, and I believe he will play because on Sunday, his name was taken off of the PUP list, the PUP list. Or if you're not sure what that means, it is not a PUP cup from Starbucks. We're saying you're in line to get the cup next. No, sir. It means that he is off of the physically unable to perform list, and now I saw a helmet, I saw a jersey, I saw Alex Smith walking with this team at the training camp facility where Alex Smith will have a chance to play football this upcoming season. At the time of this injury, myself, so many other people, we were thinking, this is not good. This is not good at all. There are so many similarities to Alex Smith's injury, to Joe Theismann's injury, that it is kind of scary. Had the same injury, happened on the same day of the month in November, November 18th of both years, 1985 and 2018, Both are playing for the Washington football team. Both games, both games were played in Washington, D.C. Both injuries happened on the 39-yard line. The final score of that game, of both games, was 23-21. to Both injuries were caused by a three-time defensive player of the year, Lawrence Taylor and J.J. Watt, and both left tackles in this game were off of the field due to injury. Both were pro bowlers. Joe Theismann's left tackle, Joe Jacoby. Alex Smith's left tackle, Mr. Trent Williams. ESPN recently did an E60 on this injury and on his recovery and the trek and the journey that not just Alex Smith, but his family and the doctors went through in this time to get him to this point in his life. He spent the next month in the hospital after the injury, then three months in a wheelchair, then eight in an external fixator. He had 17 surgeries within 19 months, and now we see Alex Smith smiling as he's with his team again. 
re overjoyed because he's able to put on a helmet again. He's going to be able to play football on a football team, a professional football team with professional coaches and be able to have the possibility of getting hit again. Not saying that he's going to, not the possibility of getting hit again, but he probably will get hit again. And you know what, guys? This is one of those stories that we live for. This is one of those stories that make us very, very happy. Why? Because just because something bad happens to you at one point, especially a crazy injury, it does not mean you have to stop there. It does not mean that it's over. We see Alex Smith with his family, with his kids, with his wife during the E60. And I would tell you, if you have not watched that E60, that documentary, I would encourage you to watch it, but make sure you have a strong stomach because there are some times that people in there, that there were some moments in that documentary when they show his leg, when they show what happened at the aftermath and how his, how his injury and his body took a turn for the worst drastically, that if you have a weak stomach, you are not, it may not be best for you to watch that documentary because it will take a, it will take a tough stomach to really stomach literally what it is that you're watching at that time. But if you could watch it, I would guarantee encourage you to watch it because we're able to see the journey, the agony, the struggle, the desire to get back on the field, Literally, the desire to get back and play with his kids. And one day after another, after another, after another, we are seeing Alex Smith and his resilience and just his ability to keep a smile on his face throughout a very tough times, not just throughout his career, but in his life, in some things, in something that would derail a lot of people. Uh-uh, not going to happen. Not with Alex Smith. He is here for bigger calls. And guys, I can't wait. I literally can't wait to see video on ESPN, on Fox Sports, on CBS Sports, whatever it is, on social media, as many of us get our stuff via social media nowadays. I cannot wait to see video of Alex Smith throwing a football in training camp. Hey, guys, there is a quarterback competition right now in Washington. And you know what? Dwayne Haskins versus Alex Smith. I would not be shocked if Dwayne Haskins starts week one as there's no preseason. But hey, maybe, just maybe, just maybe, Ron Rivera sees something in Alex Smith in this short period of time that Alex Smith is there with the team. And he's saying, hey, Alex, I think you have what it takes. I, I think you have what it what, what we need right now in a starting quarterback. Dwayne, I understand you're young. Dwayne, I understand that you had some Bright spots last year, not all season, but you had some bright spots last year. But Alex, this is your team. Go up there and take these snaps and lead us to victory. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but these are the stories we would love. And I would love, love to come here one week and say, guys, Alex Smith is a starting quarterback for this team. It may not be week one. It may, may be week, week five, week 10. But whatever time it is, if Alex Smith even steps on the football field, but, uh, but does not start, it is a reason to be happy and to document that very thing. Alex Smith, great to see you back. Great to see you overcome this horrific injury. And man, I can't wait to see you on the football field again. Let's go ahead and take a trip to Rosemont, Illinois, because just last week it came out that the Big Ten, Pac-12, and other conferences would not have fall sports this year 
But for some reason, and I understand why, Mr. Kevin Warren got all the heat and maybe he had it coming for him with the words he chose to use when making this announcement. The headquarters of the Big Ten in Rosemont, Illinois, have been a very, very, very busy place lately. From the day that the announcement came out that the Big Ten would have no fall sports until now, I don't believe Kevin Warren, those that are that were close with him, or anybody else that is high up in the Big Ten, that they expected the backlash. They expected the pushback. They expected so many people to go against their announcement and say, hey, I know what you announced, I know what you say, but hashtag we want to play, or from the coaches or even the parents, hashtag let them play. From so many people, they just want answers. And so many times it seems like those that can provide the answers, they're not providing them. So people like myself, people like you, sports fans everywhere are saying, all we want is answers. We want answers for your, your decision. We want answers so that we can go back to our players if you're a coach or back to our child if you're a parent and say this is X, Y, and Z why there is no season right now. But unfortunately, we've had no answers. Not, no, not none. The only answer that we have is there's no fall sports season right now for the Big Ten. That same day, the Pac-12 came out and said that there'd be no sports at all from any Pac-12 schools until 2021. I will say, even though I do live in the Midwest, I, w- I do have, I do try to keep up with things that are happening in other regions of the country, that over there in on the West Coast, it sure seems like it's way different than it is for me and for many people right now in the country. A lot of you are doing uh, at-home school, e-learning, no in-person school. A lot of things right now are on tight Lockdown right now out there on the West Coast, you're California. Lockdown like crazy. In other places, it's almost like if they allow football to go on, but you can't even go to other places right now that you would normally go to, it surely would seem like a double standard. We have already seen Stanford cut 11 sports so far, and my wonder and my worry for those scholarship athletes is, And from other schools, will there be a sport for them to go back to the next time their sport is in season? I'm not sure. Not just Pac-12, but you got to think about the D3, D2, the NAIA, and so many other sports that are possibly not going to happen, or if they happen, due to the cost of the testing and the medical protocols, what will happen and what sports will be available down the road. Pac-12, you may be wondering, Jay, what do you think about this? Well, I'll tell you this right now. I'll give you an example of my Friday evening. Friday night, I was at home looking on the Twitter, on my Twitter timeline, as a big high school football fan in Indiana. I am curious to see what other people are doing in their local areas with high school sports. Are they having them or are they not having them right now? Well, the local writer for the Indianapolis Star covers high school sports, Kyle Nednarip, he tweeted out or retweeted a video of someone that had a picture, excuse me, that had a video, it was a video or a picture, one of the two, at a high school football game there in Utah. So high school football there in Utah, it's a go. It's happening. BYU, I think it was the same day or the next day, BYU came out and said they have scheduled a home-and-home series 
with Troy, who is in Troy, Alabama. So all that travel stuff they're talking about, nonsense. I don't believe it at all. So the travel, whatever. Troy, BYU, scheduled a home-and-home series. The back half of that is going to be on in 2026, 2026. The front half will be September 26th this year. The Utah Utes, who are in the Pac-12, no season. BYU, who is an independent, a football season. That's kind of how I am right now. I am as confused as you are as to why the answers, why it's yes for some, but no for others. The Big Ten, however, Kevin Warren, I do not believe at all that he anticipated the backlash to push back anything with when he made the announcement that it is, quote, abundantly clear, unquote, to not have fall sports right now and to push them back. Now, if it is for medical protocols, great. Go ahead and do that and say that and be in line with not just the Pac-12, but you would hope that the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12, the Power 5 schools, as well as some group of five schools, you would hope, not some, all of them, you would hope that those doctors that are advising the conference commissioners to play, that they would all be in one accord. But what we're finding, Pac-12, not going to happen. Why? We still want answers. Big 10, not going to happen. We still want answers. And even though Dave Rebson, the lead studio host for the Big 10 Network, got the opportunity to interview Mr. Kevin Warren, and every question that Dave that Dave Rebson asked Kevin Warren about trying to get some concrete answers and not trying to push him back into a corner, but literally just trying to get some answers that we have not been provided just yet, we were totally wondering and waiting to see what Kevin Warren would say. Well, Kevin Warren didn't answer the questions. He danced around them. And it makes a lot of us wonder, is it really truly abundantly clear for a medical reason or for another reason that there are no false sports right now and that those seasons will be pushed back until 2021 in hopes of having a false sports season in the spring. Gosh, that sounds so weird. That sounds very weird, extremely weird. You know what else is weird? On Monday, the day before this announcement came out, a week ago today, I was watching the Dan Patrick Show. And many of you know, I have talked about it here with a few guests before and with you as well. I like the Dan Patrick Show. As a host, I love watching Dan Patrick, not just with his opens or with the Danettes as he's talking back and forth to them, but also in his interviews. There's so much that we can learn as while watching an interviewer interview someone that we can put into our own uh, skill set as a podcast host or if you're working for a TV network or whatever you may be doing when you're talking, if you're podcasting, a YouTuber or whatever it is, we can adopt those that skill set into our own skill set to make us better. Well, Dan Patrick opened that show on Monday and said this according to his source. We went back and started to talk about how valid and how good this source had been to him over the years. Well, he said that source had told them told him this came at 9 a.m., excuse me, 8 a.m., an hour before the show started. The show started at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time that the announcement that the announcement was going to come on Tuesday when it did that the Big Ten and Pac-12 would have no false sports at all, that the Big Ten took a vote on Sunday, the day before the show, about eight days ago, that the Big Ten took a vote, and that vote was 12 to 2, 12 no's, 2 yeses. The yeses came from... Nebraska and Iowa. I expected from both of those schools that they would vote yes to have a season. 
What's confusing to me, not just that Kevin Warren won't provide the answers, what's even more confusing is that there's another report that came out that says that the real vote was not 12 to 2, was not that Ohio State's athletic director, excuse me, not, not AD, the Ohio State president voted not to have a season. I, it has recently come out that the real vote was 8 to 6. So four off both ways. So it makes you wonder what is the truth. I have said it before. I told somebody, I think it's really just financial, guys. The same reason that UConn isn't having sports right now. UConn is having to pay out 17, not a Big Ten member, but just hear me out, is an independent this season. And they're having to pay out $17 million to leave the American Athletic Conference. And the bulk of that $17 million is coming out over the next two seasons. So when you think about $17 million, the bulk of that coming out over the next two seasons, and your school having to have extra money to their budget simply for testing, and if someone does test positive, there's extra testing to come after that, it makes you wonder how financially hard, how how, how is this hitting these schools financially that we're not being told about? Testing isn't cheap. The testing that comes after that isn't cheap. Yes, I understand there's five players in the Big Ten that have already tested positive for myocarditis. Took me a while to get that down. Myocarditis. There we go. If Jay slows down, he gets it out. But myocarditis has been big and has been has come out on the forefront of saying, well, this thing could be could leave long-lasting effects years down the road. We're not sure, but what's coming out is this could have lasting lasting health concerns and health health implications on a person's body. Wow, if they play football, who would be liable? Liabilities come out, financials have come out, and still, to this day, no answers. No answers at all. Now, I know, some, I think it's Monday or Tuesday, the SEC is coming out with an announcement. I think it's with the schedule, a revised schedule. Not sure, but I'm hoping it's a revived schedule and not them canceling as well. Because if the SEC comes out and says they're not having football with them being king, with that part of the country being the heart of football, not just the south part of the country where it rules that area, but it rules the entire country. Yeah, guys, if the SEC has no football, this thing looks like it's a wrap. I know a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago now, when the Ivy League announced they would have no fall sports, I had an episode titled Deja Vu? Question mark. Go back and listen to it if you have not done that yet, or listen to it again if you've already listened to it. I will tell you this. When I recorded that, when I was going over that, I was not saying deja vu and something that I was hoping to happen at the Ivy League, just like canceled their canceled their conference tournament and they took their team out of it. And well, uh, the rest is history with the NCAA tournament, more, uh, the NBA, and all sports shutting down uh, back in early March. That was not my hope to have no sports at all. But guys, with the track record of people following the smart guys at I- at the Ivy League. How are people going to be able to answer not having sports if the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 also follow suit with the Big 10 and the Pac-12 to say no sports right now, no fall sports season? When you have AAU sports, you have Little League and you have high school at every level, even in my area. There's a semi-pro football team playing right, playing about 10 minutes away from where I live. How do you justify those going on when their protocol, there is no protocol. 
these cats aren't testing. You think these high school people are testing? You know what's going on locally in my local area as far as high schools? There are teams that are canceling week one games due to contact tracing. Because they have too many players in quarantine due to contact tracing and not having enough practices in before playing game number one that they're having to cancel games because of that. Not because of the Rona. Not because of positive cases of COVID-19. And I will tell you once again, there is a big, there is, uh, there is a difference between testing positive for the Rona and testing positive for COVID-19. Coronavirus, I, I, from what I have read, there's a good possibility all of us have had that. There's a really good possibility not all of us have had COVID-19 because the two COVID-19, a strand of the coronavirus, the coronavirus, from what I have read, is here all year long, year after year after year. Not trying to scare you, just to say that maybe what we're seeing on the television screen may not be completely accurate, not just from Kevin Warren in the Big Ten, but from the people in the media, news outlets, and things like that. The Big Ten football season other sports season, soccer season. Guys, this is weird, man. It's weird. Um, as a person that was planning on starting an Ohio State Buckeyes podcast that I had mentioned numerous times here on the here on the here on this podcast, I was really just kind of hoping and just not praying, but wishing that we would have sports this year. We would not not just sports, because we got we, oh no, we're gonna talk next about NBA basketball, and that's a big thing, but football season just hits different. Even though from Sunday the announcer came out and then Monday when it came out from Dan Patrick, I didn't want to swallow that pill and say there would be no football. Nah, not at all. Because I know it can happen. Would it be tough? Would it be difficult? Yeah. Would 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 they have to test a lot? Yeah. Would the ad space be enough for them to make up some of that money that they were losing? Yeah. Because you know what? AT&T, Coca-Cola, Nissan, all these big-time sponsors, especially those of you that are in your local area, what they know is that there's going to be a lot more people watching games at home watching these ads because ain't nobody going to these games because the schools don't allow it, not because people don't want to go. If the Ohio State Buckeyes at Columbus, Ohio said, yes, you could have every seat filled, I guarantee you it would be 100,000 people. Some wearing masks, but it would be full to the brim. Happy Valley. If you say there be there, there could be 100,000-plus here for the whiteout with whoever Penn State plays that day, no matter if it's Ohio State or Michigan, best believe that's going to be sold out. So it's not because people just might people won't go. It's to protect you. But, guys, I am very curious. I am, I am wondering if we're going to get answers. I think the one most confusing thing about this with the abundantly clear thing that has been rolling around from the Big Ten Kevin Warren's son is playing tight end at Mississippi State in the SEC and is planning on playing this upcoming season. I'm not telling him how to parent his child or anything like that. The one question I have is, what are the medical doctors that you're claiming they're warning you saying sports can't happen? What are the medical doctors that you are talking to advising you that the medical doctors of the SEC and Greg Sankey are not advising him in the same way? That is my question. That's my hang up. We want answers. I understand we may not get the answers. I understand there are reporters, more reporters than you can think of and that you can name. They're going to try to find the answers, and they're trying to find the answers, I guarantee it. It's, just, it's 10 p.m. on Sunday evening. They're probably right now trying to find the answers that we are looking for because they want to know the answers as well. 
what is going to happen next? Will the SEC, will the Big 12, will the ACC and the other sports and the other conferences that have not canceled follow suit? We don't know. The rest is history, but I sure hope they don't. Because how do you how do you how do you classify how do you justify you not having sports? But all of a sudden little Johnny's having little league, you're having softball, I'm sure in some areas, little league football, high school sports are going on in a lot of places. But for some reason, with collegiate sports, they can't play. We don't have a concrete reason. Why? Medical reasons, maybe. Financial reasons, maybe. Hopefully it's not political. But if it is, that's going to sound really bad and look really bad when Little League sports are going on, high school sports are going on, the NFL's going on. Every level's going on right now but college football. How would the commissioners answer that? Well, I guess we got to wait and see. Plutus Sports Analytics is a company based on minimizing the uncertainty in sports betting to help you maximize your profit. New Finland's first sports analytics team provides daily predictions for all major league sports so you can win big. Whether you want to hit MLB picks out of the park or get a slam dunk on your NBA betting tickets, Plutus is a company of choice. Head to PlutusSportsAnalytics.com. That is P-L-U-T-U-S SportsAnalytics.com. Use code JSP10 for 10% off their deadly service. If the play-in game between the Grizzlies and Trailblazers is somewhat of an appetizer to the main course, which is the NBA playoffs, we are in for a treat. When the Grizzlies lost Jaron Jackson Jr., a lot of people thought they would not be able to compete with the Trailblazers. Uh-uh. Wrong. That was 1,000% wrong. Final score of 126 to 122. You may expect somewhat of a higher scoring game when Portland's on the court, but maybe what you didn't expect for it to be a four-point deficit for the Grizzlies from Dylan Brooks, who kept on fighting. John Moran, who continues to impress people so much night after night after night. He is showing that the moment is not too big for him with his 35 points that he put up that night. Afternoon, excuse me. Jonas Valanciunas. I don't know how I got that the roll off the tip of my tongue, but Jonas Valanciunas with his 22 and 17 shows that he's going to continue to show up and show out. But then he goes to the Portland Trailblazers side, and it seemed like people were thinking that it would all be Damian Lillard. Even though he did lead the team in scoring, it wasn't just him. Carmelo with 21 points. Yusuf Nurkic. Man, I can't believe. One, two things. One, I got two foreign names right back to back. I got to pat myself on the back for that one. And then number two, he's healthy. And playing well. And playing better than probably anybody would have expected. With his 22 points. <laughs> 21 rebounds. I look up this cat of 2017. Thinking, bro, what did you eat for breakfast? Whatever you got, give it to me. Share it with all of us. Because we need what you got on our regular jobs. So we can perform like we can perform like you do on a regular basis. CJ McKellar, my goodness. Fourth quarter. It was one moment down. It was the, the play before when he shook up. Uh, John Morant for the left side for the uh, shook him up, beat him, beat him off the dribble, pull up Jay. I forget who that man was guarding. It may have been Dil- who was guarding. It may have been Dylan Brooks. I forget, but it sure seemed like CJ McCullum put that man in the blender, like he's on the court, open gym style or just playground style ball. Put that man in the blender, <laughs> toasted him, cooked him. 
Okay, cool. Someone called him broke back McCullum. Y'all need to slow down with some of these, with some of these uh, uh, insults, some of these jokes, because some of this stuff ain't right. Because broke back, broke back McCullum, from what I just saw, looks like he would take you on the court, school you, and say, oh, who's broke back McCullum now as he walks off the court? Come on, y'all. I get it. Players are hurt. I know we want to get these jokes off. But some stuff just ain't right. And calling man broke back McCollum, it's just definitely not right. But that play before he took John Moran off, I believe D- Dylan Brooks was guarded him. He said, hey, young fella, <laughs> you ain't ready for this. Put him in a blender, cooked him. Hey, next time down, John Morant, who was fighting, who was not saying any, who would not back down from a challenge, who kept coming forward, kept coming forward, kept coming forward saying, hey, CJ, I know what you're about, but I'm not backing down from you. I'm, I'm about this action just like you are. Just let's, excuse me, not just, let's just compete. And, man, let me tell you guys, these playoffs, now I will tell you one thing as well. I am not conditioned mentally for this time of year to watch basketball. You have a four-month hiatus when the season starts. You know the time between the NBA Finals and then the beginning of the season, opening night, not the preseason. Don't nobody really watch that stuff. That's like the NFL. Ain't nobody watching no preseason. Preseason has a place. It's needed. I, it sucks that you're not having preseason right now because with the Rona and how, and how people are viewing it, it would be great for the fear of people catching the Rona when playing another team. It would be great if you would just go ahead and have a preseason and see how it is that the Rona may be passed during a game. Well, you can't find that. You're going to be with the same players. Week one of the NFL, let's see what happens. But yeah, you know the time period between the end of the season and preseason and the NBA and the start of the NBA? I'll watch week one, week two of the NBA, and then I go right back to football. Like It's almost like I've conditioned from the middle or the end of October all the way through January, football, football, football. Basically, my basketball season doesn't normally start until Christmas Day. Christmas Day is when I watch the bulk of my basketball. And then when you get to the All-Star break, that's really when most of your NBA season starts for most of your fans. For a lot of people, that's kind of how you've been conditioned for so many years. Now, podcasting is different. I have put a lot more time in to focus on basketball during time periods when I normally wouldn't watch it. But this time period, you can be four months off. It's August what? Uh, August 16th, as it says on my computer. I am looking ready for football. I I literally earlier today did a Google search for QB1 Beyond the Lights for the Netflix doc because I want to watch that. (laughs) I already watched Last Chance U. I want to watch QB1 Beyond the Lights. Why? Because that's what I am used to. It's ingrained in me. You get your Last Chance U Juco doc. You get your QB1 Beyond the Lights High School QB doc. And then you have college football starting Labor Day weekend. You have NFL starting the week after that. And I, hey, I'm good. I am good. But right now it's taking me a while to get adjusted to basketball all day, March Madness style. But look, with these first round matches, I am not going to be complaining at all. Eastern Conference, simply because it's at the top of my screen. Milwaukee and Orlando, I ain't got to say much about that. Toronto and Toronto and Brooklyn, I ain't got to say much about that one at all. Boston and Philly, very interesting. We're going to see a lot of Joel Embiid and what he is made of. I already have my mind made up on Joel. You may not. I think that the Boston Celtics take that. And Brett Brown may not have a job based off things that I have heard and how Philly fans and Philly writers and how people are saying Brett Brown is viewed with the organization, the Eastern Conference matchup. I'm looking most. I'm looking forward to the most, not just because I'm a fan of one of the teams or I just don't like the other team, but because I think it will be the 
most compelling, the Heat and the Pacers. I'm not giving my prediction right now. I can't really see if I'm going for the hometown team, the Pacers, or if I'm going for the Heat, who I really can't stand. And your boy literally has a beat the Heat t-shirt in his closet from the Pacers and Heat battles when Paul George was in Indiana and LeBron James and D-Wade ran the NBA and really just ran Wade Wade County, or excuse me, Dade County, call it Wade County because Dwayne Wade played there for so many years. The Western Conference, however, your Lakers in Portland, ah, perimeter defense for the Lakers. You can say whatever you want about Carmelo Anthony's defense. Perimeter defense for the Lakers. What kind of shooters do the Lakers have? Nuff said. Not saying that they're going to lose a series, but it will be a lot tougher than a lot of you Lakers fans. Excuse me. A lot of you LeBron James fans think it will be. Clippers and Mavericks. Who is going to slow down Luka Doncic? I understand the defense, the leadership, the the experience that the Clippers have, not just from the on the court, but also from the coaching staff. But who's going to slow down Luka? Because in the last game I saw that brother, the last game I remember from watching from him, I believe it was 37, what, 14 rebounds and 19 assists. It don't matter who he goes up against. He kills everybody. Now, he does need to get some postseason experience. I think this is the start of good things to come. Denver and Utah, I am here for it. Denver is going to be a team that a lot of you may not think will get to the Western Conference Finals. They're not my prediction at this point in time, but I would not be shocked if they got there. Then, of course, you got the Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, Russell Westbrook going up against his old team, and Chris Paul going up against his old team. I am here for these shenanigans. The NBA playoffs start tonight. I am so excited, even though I said I am not conditioned for basketball during this time of year. Your boy is going to do what's needed to shake off the cobwebs, dust everything off, get home, get his water, because your boy is on his, on his healthy kick. You'll hear about it sooner or, sooner or later. Right now, I'm too, too much in the middle of the journey to go in depth about what is going on right now with me physically and my diet. But you will hear about it eventually. Get my drink, get my snack, sit on the couch and watch basketball, basketball, basketball. Somehow, I got to find a way. Hopefully, my boss does not listen to this. Hopefully, one of my coworkers does not listen to this. If they do, great. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Sorry, but just don't relay this message to the boss. But I ain't got to find a way to watch basketball at work and still get work done. Because I believe the first game Monday, today actually, well, when this episode drops, is the Milwaukee Bucks and Orlando Magic. Even though I believe the Bucks will win that matchup in four sweep. Okay, cool. I'll give you a prediction right there. I do believe... That'd be a fun game to watch. And if I can find a way to watch the game and get work done, check two boxes off my to-do list, good for me. Good for me. Got to find a way to get it done. I think I have the trick up my sleeve. Oh, boy. Tomorrow at work. Excuse me. Today. Whatever day it is. Today's the 16th. Tomorrow at work. I'm not trying to change it. Tomorrow at work will be fun. You know what else is fun? This sport that I've been watching lately those of you that follow me on Twitter, you may have seen me tweet about this sport that I have been watching once at first. It was, let me see what all the hype is about, what all the talk is about. I want to see what everybody talks about with this sport to see if it's really worth my time. And let me tell you, if you are not watching playoff hockey right now, you are doing yourself a disservice and you owe it to yourself to entertain yourself for any length of time with playoff 
off hockey right now on my TV. The Philadelphia Flyers and Montreal Canadiens are playing. It is on NBC. It is a fun game to watch back and forth. I've watched some Las Vegas Golden Aces. I have watched the Chicago Blackhawks, the St. Louis Blues. I have watched a lot of hockey. Don't ask me to talk about what players' names are and numbers are. I can tell you Alex Ovechkin is number eight for the Washington team. Don't ask me what their what their mascot is or what their team name is. Forgive me. I don't know. Trust me. This is all new to me. Alex Ovechkin, number eight. And then you have Patrick Kane, number 88 for the Chicago Blackhawks. That's as far as I can go. Oh, a little bit further. Let me tell you a little bit more about my hockey knowledge. It's not very extensive. P.K. Subban plays for the Nashville Predators. Your boy's doing good. Hey, for those of y'all taking notes at home and keeping score, make sure you tally that one right there because I got the name first and last, and I got the team he plays for, and I know that he is black. I sure hope that gets me some points because, y'all, I don't know much after that. Oh, I know some more. P.K. Subban, P.K. Subban has brothers that play hockey in the NHL. You want to know how I know that? What? Any research? My eyes were on the TV screen, and I saw one of his brothers who was in goalie gear go on and leave the ice. I'm thinking, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Nashville Predators didn't make it this deep into the... Oh, I got some more news for you. I've been paying attention. You see what I'm saying? I just don't know. Like, I know some stuff. I don't know everything. The National Predators didn't make it this far into the playoffs. And then I did see that P.K. Subban, I saw some of the last name Subban, wearing goalie gear, and I didn't think P.K. Subban was a goalie. I knew his team was not playing right now. So I had to do a quick Google search and put in P.K. Subban brother. Uh, quick Google search gives you the answer that you need. Well, it came out that he has brothers, I think it's plural, and they play in the NHL as well. There's something special about playoff hockey, and there's something special when you realize the amount of knowledge you know about a sport that you don't really know very well. So I'm watching hockey, this whole icing thing, still haven't figured it out. Offsides, I understand that from playing soccer when I was younger. Your boy played defense. He was pretty good. What the fastest? What in the best shape? But he did find a way to make sure that nobody got behind him to score a goal. I don't know how I did it. I don't know. Maybe it was in my jeans. On the basketball court, I'm better at defense and offense. Yeah, go ahead, make fun of me. You can go ahead and do that. But that was me, defense and basketball, defense and on the soccer field. Call me Tony Allen. I'll lock you up. I don't know how it is, but there's something with hockey that just intrigues me. I It may be the ability to be able to fight. That's fun. That's nice to see. I would love to see some more physicality, some more physical play, and possibly a fight or two in the, in the NBA. I understand why that's not the case. But you know what? A little scuffle would be fun to watch in basketball. I know hockey, it's there. Take the gloves off, blah, 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 blah. Go to the box, come back out. Okay, cool. All that stuff. I saw some high sticking. Um, I saw tripping. I understand tripping. That's easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, then the goalie stuck his, stuck his stick out and tripped somebody. Okay, cool. Well, I don't believe the goalie went to the box. I believe somebody else went to the box. Okay, cool. How do you manage that? Wouldn't it just be better to have a two-minute uh, penalty, uh, two, min- two minutes in the penalty box, pull the goalie, and the rest be history? I did see one game. I forget what game I was watching. They did pull the goalie. I thought it was too early. It was two minutes to go in the game, and I tweeted out, it's a little early to pull the goalie, don't you think? 6.8 seconds left. That team scored. Don't ask me team names, y'all. Look, your boy is still learning. But what I am finding out is 
there's different ways right now to keep your team safe. You know what I'm watching right now on the, on, on the hockey screen, on, on my television screen, which is a hockey game. I believe this game's played in Toronto, Ontario, which there are two different hubs, as, as they're called in hockey. One's in Edmonton, one is in Toronto. What I'm seeing right now was on the bench, players are, there's no space. I'm not mad, I kind of like it. There's no space, it looks normal. You will see a couple people out there with masks on, but it looks normal. The NBA, what they've done, I know for optics, they're going for optics on TV, you don't believe that Jeff Van Gundy and Mike Breen and I've seen Lisa Salter's uh, dap up with some players. You don't believe they're not getting close to players and they're keeping their distance that far. There's no way. We know it's not true, but for the optics, hockey's like, look, we ain't changing this for y'all. We go, you gonna get in this hub. You gonna play. We gonna test. If you got it, you got it. You, we got we got rules rules in place. If you test positive for the Rona, but so far no positive cases at all. In either hub. Great. The basketball tournament, which was played in Ohio, I believe, this year. There were positive cases. They had to uh, take precautionary measures uh, because of that. The NBA, great. Now, the NBA is, is going to have to, is in a tough spot because when they allow visitors in after the first round, one is going to get players focused on something other than basketball. So it will affect the game a little bit. Also, you don't know who's coming in. You don't know where they've been around. And trust me, if somebody comes in with the Rona, they are going to freak out. Baseball, I don't have a problem with baseball. I don't have a problem with what's called football, uh, playing or not playing. Uh, when playing, I don't, I, me personally, I don't at all. But what I like when I watch hockey, it looks normal. To me, it's the sport that, that is the most normal right now in an abnormal time. The sounds seem normal. Even though there's no fans there, it still seems somewhat normal. I know there's pump, there's pumped in noise a little bit, but guys, these announcers are great. It's fun to watch. It's fast paced, and I can watch this over and 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 over again. Sorry, I got used to. I just heard that Marshawn Lynch interview where he said that over and over again. At the end, the interviewer asked him, "What's is there a metaphor with this?" Marshawn says, run through an MFR's face. I'm not saying what he said, but you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that interview. That's what came into my head. Today is Sunday night, hockey on. Monday, probably NBA basketball. But you know, going to be back and forth, back and forth. During halftime of one, go back to the other. Why? Because both of these are fun to watch, and your boy may find a new sport to watch during playoff time because it's that enjoyable to watch. Thank you for listening to the episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. If you are not on Twitter and you would love to connect with the podcast, send your emails to jstevenspod at gmail.com. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that search for the podcast to listen to to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode number one, be sure to people know about the podcast. This has been episode one, two, four of the Jason's Podcast. I'll see you next time.